0: Good evening and hope you had an awesome day. So as we get closer to the Seder night, let's delve into another critical part of the Seder. Interestingly, it isn't only me who thinks it's a critical part, but it's the Haggadah itself that deems it critical. See, shortly after Dayenu, we're told that whoever doesn't mention these three things has simply not fulfilled their Seder night obligation. Now, if you accidentally forgot to say Dayenu or skipped out the Four Sons or some of the other paragraphs, you still would have fulfilled the mitzvah of making the Seder. But if you forgot these three things, Pesach, Matzah, and Maror, you simply did not fulfill the mitzvah at all. Now, while each of these three things independently are important, the question is asked about the order in which all three of them are mentioned. See, why is it that we start with Pesach, which represents the Korban Pesach, the Passover sacrifice that was brought right before leaving Egypt? And then we mention Matzah, which represents the unbaked bread that we ate as we ran to freedom just as we left Egypt. And finally, Maror, which represents the bitterness of our 210 years in Egypt, much of which was spent in horrific slavery. See, if you listen carefully to the order, the question is glaring. If Maror represents our bitter slavery, then chronologically it was significant first and should be mentioned first. So why is it that our Haggadah mentions it last? And you can't even get out by saying it's lifting these things alphabetically because it's not. It's a great question, right? Well, as you know, there's a reason for everything we do in Judaism. And when we uncover that reason, we actually also access deep lessons for life. In this case, the lesson is as follows, and especially relevant after a year like COVID. See, true, while the experience of Mara takes place first chronologically, From an understanding point of view, we can often only understand the place and purpose of that experience in retrospect. First, we had to get out, and only then could we appreciate the matzah experience and the mara experience as well. This is an important principle not only for the Pesach experience, but for all painful experiences in life. When we're going through something challenging in life, we are full of questions, doubt anger, confusion. However, more often than not, once we come out from that experience, we can look back and see how what we went through, pure mirror, was actually the process of the redemption in motion in our lives. From a Jewish lens, redemption does not represent the end of suffering. It's the culmination of it. Redemption isn't the reversal of suffering. It's the outgrowth from it. People who master this understanding of life's pattern and rhythm are able to look back and end their celebration of freedom with blessings, even giving the final blessing on the painful Murrah experience itself. This might be hard to ask someone to do chronologically in real time, but if you give it time and then look back, you might be surprised. So may we all be able to turn our bouts of suffering into the salvation they inherently hold within. And on that note, wishing you an awesome night, and I look forward to seeing you tomorrow.